Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Encuentro. Today is Tuesday of the second week of Advent, and it's the feast day of St. Ambrose of Milan. Let's begin with the prayer of St. Francis. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, make me a means of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there's despair, hope, where there's darkness, light, and where there's sadness, let me bring joy. Divine Master, grant that I may seek not so much to be consoled, but to console, not so much to be understood, but to understand, not so much to be loved, but to love. For it is in giving that we receive, it is in forgiving that we are forgiven, and it is in dying to ourselves that we are born to eternal life. Amen. And so, like I said, today is Tuesday, and it is the feast day of St. Ambrose of Milan. Now, Ambrose of Milan was a very influential theologian, father of the church um, in ancient Christianity. He also happened to be the teacher of the great St. Augustine. And in St. Augustine's book, The Confessions, it's fascinating because Augustine tells a story of St. Ambrose meeting St. Augustine's mom, uh, St. Monica. And we all know, of course, that St. Augustine, when you know, he was growing up, was a rather crazy young man. And he wasn't exactly a Christian. And his mom, Monica, was constantly praying for him to be converted. And so one time... She goes to St. Ambrose to try to convince Ambrose to do something about her son, Augustine. You know, was living a dissipated life. And St. Ambrose says to St. Monica, well, he's not yet ready. You know, don't worry, he'll come around. But Monica, of course, you know, kind of like that widow uh, bugging that uh, unjust judge in Scripture wouldn't stop annoying St. Ambrose. And she was constantly coming over to him, pleading with him, begging him, crying to him, telling him about her son and um, her prayers that her son might be converted. And so in one of the chapters of the Confessions, Ambrose, probably starting to get irritated with St. Monica, says to her, just go away from me, woman. And he says, you know, I can't believe that God would, uh, would neglect or uh, do nothing uh, about somebody whose tears, you know, are constant for the conversion of her son. And true enough, you know, Augustine, in fact, um, did eventually become converted and became one of the greatest theologians of the ancient church, ancient church thanks not only to Monica's tears for his conversion, but to St. Ambrose's teachings. Our gospel reading for today is taken from St. Matthew, chapter 18, verses, 24, verses 12 to 14. Jesus said to his disciples, What is your opinion? If a man has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray, will he not leave the ninety-nine in the hills and go in search of the stray? And if he finds it, amen, I say to you, he rejoices more over it than over the ninety-nine that did not stray. In just the same way, it is not the will of your Heavenly Father that one of these little ones be lost. 
The story of the shepherd leaving his 99 sheep in order to search for the one that had been lost is surely one of the simplest of all the parables of Jesus. You know, the man whose feast we celebrate today was also a shepherd. In fact, he was a, a great leader of the ancient church and he was one of the staunchest defenders of, of Orthodox Christianity against the Arianism that plagued the church of his time. Uh, St. Ambrose was also, uh, in many ways, uh, one of the defenders of the rights of the poor. Right? Um, and, as I said earlier, his teachings also converted one of the greatest theologians of the ancient world, a uh, young reprobate by the name of Augustine. Yeah. Yeah, he was St. Augustine's teacher, and he was the one who was responsible for turning Augustine's life around. Um, Ambrose uh, was also known for his clashes with uh, the emperor at that time. Uh, he was a staunch defender of the, the rights of the church and the rights of religion and of faith and of believers. Uh, he was a great preacher. He was a great thinker. He was a man of literature and he was an amazing songwriter as well. But what made St. Ambrose truly great? was not simply any of these deeds. Instead, it was that just like the shepherd in the gospel reading today, he truly cared for his sheep and he truly cared that not a single sheep of his would be lost. Ambrose was a deeply caring and compassionate man and he also had a tremendous, tremendous love for the poor and for those in need. There's a story, and it's a true story, uh, that once uh, barbarians who came to sack and destroy and pillage the city took many Christians prisoners and they were about to sell them to slavery. Now, Ambrose wanted to save them, but he didn't have any money for the ransom. And unfortunately, the Christians would not be freed unless ransom was paid to the barbarians. He had no money. So Ambrose went to the cathedral. He was the bishop and he shocked his priests. Why? Because he went to the cathedral treasury and had all the gold, chalices, vessels, and he had all of them melted and turned into coins to pay for the ransom of the Christians who had been captured by the barbarians. Now, of course, some of the, uh, the, the leaders of the cathedral, you know, uh, the priests, uh, confronted him for this outrageous and radical act that he was doing, you know, melting all the, the gold in the cathedral to ransom uh, Christians who were about to be sold into slavery. And when he was confronted, this is what he said. He said, uh, would not Jesus say, why did you allow so many of my people who were needy to die of hunger and to be sold to slavery? Don't you have gold in your church? You should have given them food. Why are so many captives brought to the slave market when you have all the gold you need to pay for the ransom? It's better to preserve living vessels than gold ones. Well, that's what Ambrose told you know, his priests who were protesting about, about what he was doing. 
And in fact, he, um, he says to them that, because they were saying, well, what about the treasures of the church? And Ambrose pointed to the Christians who had been captured by the barbarians and, and says to them, you want to know where the treasure of the church is? These are the treasure of the church. And he was pointing not to the gold, but to the people who had been taken captive. St. Ambrose was a true shepherd and a true Christian. Like the good shepherd in today's gospel, he had a great concern for everybody, but especially for those who are poor and those who are most in need. For a Christian, a preferential love for God's poor must never be an afterthought, you know, like an additional extra when we've actually done everything when it comes to the duties of our religion. You know, some of us have that idea, you know, that what is most important is I worship God, that I pray, uh, that I attend uh, the rituals of the church. Oh, and if I got some extra time, I'll also help the poor. That has never been the case in Christianity and in Catholicism. Ambrose at one point said, the hungry mouths of the poor are the great barn houses of heaven. The hungry mouths of the poor are the great barn houses of heaven. You want to get to heaven, he says, you want to get to heaven, then store up for yourselves treasure here on earth by feeding the poor, taking care of the hungry. Our love for the poor and the needy is not an additional extra after we've done everything that is expected of us by faith. Rather, as Pope John Paul II always says, it's an essential part of our response to Jesus' invitation to follow him. And so he says that the work of justice is an integral part of our living the gospel. The hungry mouths of the poor, says St. Ambrose, are the great barn houses of heaven. If you want to get to heaven, fill these barns while you're still on earth. If you want to get to heaven, feed the poor, feed the hungry, because whenever you do, you're feeding Jesus.